podcast coming at ya game one fucking horrendous i am recording this a uh, few hours after the game i went to watch the game in enemy 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 territory up in wisconsin with a couple fellow bears fans we had planned on recording a podcast post game at the bar but after that game it just wasn't worth it didn't feel like people screaming and yelling Hooting and hollering at us after that embarrassing, embarrassing, embarrassing performance. Like I don't know. I haven't posted a bunch in the off season. Last uh, podcast was post draft, and so I guess a ton of my off season hopes haven't been put out, at least on the podcast airwaves. But I've been a very, very, very optimistic man compared to where I usually am. Uh, compared to last year especially. So if you listen to the podcast last year, first podcast and throughout the season, I had made the prediction of 3 and 14, which happened. Had a lot of doubters when I first called that out. Fellow Bears fans called me crazy. They were going to be better than they were at least the previous year. Da-da-da-da-da. And they were shit, right? So going into this season, I am typically not an optimist when it comes to the Bears, but I was... Drinking the Kool-Aid, I guess. I had thoughts and and, th- and dreams of my my real dream was ten and seven. That's what I was hoping, and I, I was really believing. And I had in my brain for sure that the Bears were going to spank them today, spank them. I I, I had predicted pregame a thirty-four to twenty game on the side of the Bears. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't happen. Embarrassing as a motherfucker. Like, that performance, I mean, as a Bears fan, I, I have nothing to say, really. As a Bears fan that was sitting in a, in a bar, the bar I went to was over the border in Wisconsin. We went to the Broad Stop. We were originally going to go to the sh- Chicago and go to Wills Northwoods, but there was a last-minute change of plans because somebody bowed out on us. And we ended up... We wanted to stick with enemy territory, so we went to the Brat Stop. Started drinking today about 11 a.m. We sat there, watched all the games, and it was about 50-50. Maybe a little more Packers than Bears. Jimbo Covert was there. Met Jimbo Covert today. Got his autograph. Took a picture with him. Nice guy. But I'm gonna, I will say this. I will say this. I am a Packers hater. I hate the Packers. I hate their fans. And I'm talking with a fucking passion down to my spine. I hate them. Leroy Butler was there with Jimbo Covert. Leroy Butler, Bears, uh, I'm sorry, Packers, DB. I'm a little buzzed still. It's about 9 o'clock or so when I'm, when I'm recording this now. Stop drinking a little after, you know, about 6.30, 7 o'clock. But Leroy Butler was there with him. I guess they're a tag team duo. They do this together. They go around. They do signings. They do these things together. Uh, they work together in, the, in this stuff. Leroy Butler was there. Nicest fucking prof- former professional athlete that I've ever met in my life. 
Leroy Butler was a gentleman. He was kind. He joked with us. He talked with us. He was generally curious about me and my friends, like, situation, you know, our life. He, he was, and then later in the day, so we, uh, prior, we, we talked to him prior to the game, right? It was just before game, just before kickoff, we were talking with Leroy Butler. As the game is pretty much over, I was out smoking a cigarette outside. I didn't realize it was Leroy Butler, a, 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 a you know, a black gentleman's walking past me. He turns around, and he said something along the lines of, let's go. And then he says, come on, let's go, let's go. And I, I'm turning around and I'm like, wait, did you say let's go? And then I realized at that point, as he's like 20 yards in front of me, it's Leroy Butler. I said, did you say let's go, let's go? And he's like, yeah, I did. He's like, I remember your name, man. Uh, hell of a fucking guy. Hell of a guy. So if you ever get a chance to meet Leroy Butler, I highly recommend it. He is a gentleman and, and, a, and a great dude all around. Uh, regardless of his, his Packer player status, nice guy. N nothing just – Jim O'Covert was a nice guy. Uh, we didn't talk to him very much, but he was a very nice guy. Uh, but Leroy Butler – like a great guy like, like the kind of guy I, I feel like i could sit at a bar and drink with for like six hours and bullshit with he also said uh leroy butler says he's a great uh chef he makes a mean he makes a mean uh mac and cheese homemade mac and cheese and a great um meatloaf according to leroy butler so he, he sells a cookbook when he does these things he had a cookbook for sale so i asked him about what he cooks i did not buy his cookbook i bought an autograph from jimbo covert for 40 bucks so anyway uh whatever that little offshoot was uh horrible fucking game i mean besides the pick i did not think that that uh fields played terrible uh, i feel like the play calling limited fields i mean i feel like that play calling was horrendous uh getsy looked like every other anemic Bears offense. Like they weren't throwing downfield through three quarters or more of the game. And it was a joke. The whole the whole the whole game was a joke. The D wasn't great. Uh it was terrible at the run D. But the offense didn't do anything to make up for it. Like yeah, it, it, the O line was terrible. There was a rush the entire fucking game. I mean, it was a shit. It was all it was all the same shit that we see every fucking year, and there was no change to it. It's like, it's different. New year, same fucking story. That's all it was. New year, same story. That that that's what we got. And for the fact of that, and the fact that they had a little more, they have more talent just around every aspect of the team over last year. That has to fall on coaching. I mean, D line isn't great. But every other aspect that it falls should be better. So that has to fall on coaching. I mean, at no point last year did I really give coaching much shit because of the talent level. But the talent level has increased. And the game plan that they brought out today, and then after the half, they came out. They, they were within, you know, they were right there going into the half. The second half, they got absolutely fucking demolished and embarrassed. So fuck Getsy and fuck Eberfluzy. Fuck them both. And, and fuck uh, Allen on the D. I mean, all around, just pure shit. And if Bear fans don't think that was pure shit, then you you have a problem. Because I went in the most optimistic dude in the planet. And that's complete flip-flop now. Now, now I, I absolutely have zero optimism going the rest of the season. I realize it's game one. And you shouldn't make all your decisions in game one. But, oh my God. 
Like, that was just pure crap. Like, crap. That, that was embarrassing. Another embarrassing loss to the Packers. Minus Aaron Rodgers. Minus everything. And, and Love, what, what, I guess I think he threw for three touchdowns. He didn't look anything fantastic. Fields, basically, besides that pick, looked like the better quarterback on the field. But they got out-coached. They got out-coached completely, and the D was better. Like, that game was fucking ridiculous. You looked like trash. And if Eber Fluzy and these other bums don't fix it within two, three games, fire them. Fire them all. I mean, I don't. who cares? Are they paying him a fortune? He had nothing to prove last year. He had a gimme year, just like, like, just like Poles did. Poles ain't going to get fired this year. I'm, I'm not saying he should. But they have another outing or two like that looked like today. Fire them. Fire them all. Fire every single one of them. The pick, most people thought the, the hire at coach was kind of shit to begin with. And if he continues to show that with new talent, he can't do anything with it. Hits, hits, hits. Where's the hits, brother? It looked like crap. Your team looked like complete shit. I didn't hear the post-game interview. We were driving. And I had to do other uh, family stuff afterwards, so I'm finally getting on the mic. But I'll tell you what. It looked like crap, and that's all it was. So if you can't do anything to fix it, Get somebody else maybe in here and try something different because that team looked like shit. They had how long to prepare. They've got all this new talent and they are the same shit, if not worse, than they were to end last season. They should have made a step. There should have been a progression. There would have been something. There was better talent on the field. No injuries. Pretty much besides the stupid ginger guard, they were fully healthy and they looked like a pure crap i'm done with it i'm done with this bullshit i don't care about the rebuilding you can't go out and embarrass your fan base the way you do week in week out we've had enough of it we've said for how long that we want the fucking ownership to change and that that's not any different but i did think you know in this offseason i'm like yeah maybe they actually got lucky they got something right with polls because I like what he's doing. Well, I didn't like what I saw. Because that was the same shit. Something has to happen, right? Can't go draft a new team. Can't go sign a whole new, you know, a whole new team here. Not going to make a million trades to make that happen in this year. Pretty obvious. Nothing's happening this year. You know, they're not. They're not making the playoffs. But you can correct your coaching to get ready for next year. When, when next year's the year. This is it. This is this is your last, like, oh, at least they were better than 3-14. and 14. This is the last year of that bullshit. You got two first-round picks coming up in this draft. You still got a lot of money to spend. You better fix it. Or if, it's not fit, if next year they're not performing on the field, then Poles is gone too. I mean, we can only all, all pray that Virginia dies and they sell this team. That's a prayer. I pray that every day. I wake up every morning and I pray to Jesus that Virginia McCaskey dies because she sucks and her sons suck and every single gene in her body is a piece of garbage. I don't care that she's a vampire. She doesn't scare me. She's a piece of garbage. They're all trash and I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of living so close to the Wisconsin border and having a bunch of fucking people I know that are 
fans of this shitbag team to the north. They all smell fucking gross. I took some video with some of the fans. It was only three of us that went to watch the game. We had a bunch of people bail out. And so I took a little bit of video of the fans. I'm going to try to put a YouTube uh, channel together this week, and I'll, I'll post that. There's not much of us. But I just took a couple of videos of these random Packers fans that are just wandering around mindless. Uh, and that's your typical Packer fan. They look like they haven't showered in like three weeks. They fuck livestock. They're fucking gross. And, and that's their fans. And those fans can walk away with their head held high. Because their team wipes the floor with us every single fucking year. And yet we sit here and we buy our t-shirts. We buy our tickets to the game. We pay for season tickets or P PCLs. All this garbage. And our team is just trash. Fucking embarrassing. And if you're not embarrassed as a Bears fan, you have a fucking problem. And you better wise up and get embarrassed and speak out. And tell somebody you're embarrassed. Let this fucking ownership know you're not. You're done with this bullshit. Done with it. I mean, same shit year after fucking year. And I don't want to deal with it anymore. Fuck you, Virginia McCaskey. Fuck you, George McCaskey. You fucking pedophile looking piece of shit. Do something about it. 